Have you ever thought that you should have boundaries with God? Spirit, source, whatever the title of God or that higher connection that you have, whatever that label is, have you ever considered or thought that maybe whatever that is, that voice that you're hearing, the knowing that you're having is coming through a filter and that maybe you should have boundaries. Today, I get to dive into a beautiful conversation about this with my friend, Michelle Wilding. And as always, I am thrilled that you are here and listening with us on my podcast, Leaving Religion a Guide. I am your host, Amanda Joy Loveland. And as Michelle and I dive in, you'll soon find out why she is one of my dear, dear friends. We, I love our conversations. I love her mind. I love how it works. And her and I think very similarly. But not only that, she's brilliant. She has her degree in psychology, but she's a certified trainer. What she does in her day-to-day, she's a certified trainer of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, and also hypnotherapy. I believe she has other so many other tools underneath her belt, but she's amazing. And she is someone that outside of our friendship, if I need a session, I reach out to Michelle. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. And if you're interested in learning, Michelle and her business partner, Amanda Nelson, have a really beautiful training coming up here in a few weeks. If you're wanting, if you're in that place of your li- in your life that you're just wanting more, maybe you're looking for a new vocation, maybe you're just learning, wanting to learn more about how you can become a better human, how you can get to the limiting beliefs or the root of what's going on with you. This is a training I would highly recommend. In fact, I just did this last year with both of them. They're beautiful teachers. You end up walking out the door with three different certificates. One of them is a master NLP practitioner. Another, I believe, is as a coach. And another one is as an energy. I don't know if it's a healer. I can't remember. But it's a beautiful training. I'd highly recommend you go check it out if this is piquing your curiosity at all. Head to their website, thesoco.org. That's the dot org. And without further ado, let's dive into this fascinating conversation with Michelle Wilding. Hi. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's your podcast. You start. No. <laughs> this is our episode. So, Hi. Hello. We're videoing today. Mm-hmm. We're testing this out. Yeah. So if you guys see goes. me, I didn't know. So I have like no makeup on. I have no eyelashes and my hair is freshly washed, but it's washed. You're, oh, you're <laughs> clean. Yes. I'm very clean. So <laughs> this is the, this is going to be raw and unedited, unfiltered. Yes. Which we like. Yeah. I was just talking to somebody about that last night. It's like, we're so tired of the whole, and you and I were talking about that the other day too, mm-hmm. just the fake. And it's like, I get, we have all these filters and I get, we have our insecurities and I will be completely honest. I do a little tiny filter when I do my stories, just the one. So it just softens. Oh my God. You guys, just, if you look at her Instagram, you know, it's filtered. It's only on the stories. <laughs> There's just a little tiny one. Well, props to you for doing the stories. I'm still getting into that. Oh. I learned something yesterday about Instagram, but I'll tell you that later because that's not what this podcast is about. We're talking about that. (laughs) Well, I had in our, I'm sitting here with Michelle Wilding. Hi, guys. Hello. (laughs) And Michelle is one of my dearest, dearest friends. And one of the many, many reasons I love you is because of our freaking conversations. (laughs) We have, we definitely go some interesting places. Yes, we do. And recently, uh, things have been coming up around, there's a lot of, when, when we step out of religion, we look to those places of trying to find the gurus, mm-hmm. those people that are going to teach us things oh, that sure. we don't know. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, I hate to use the word pitfalls, but I'm just going to use the word pitfalls because I think that's what this is going to be titled as spiritual pitfalls. Totally. 
because that's a really good way of putting it too. Yeah. yeah. And it, and in one sense, it's like, you know, it's part of our learning. That's great. But we're, that's what this conversation's about is those spiritual pitfalls of what do you normally come into? What, what to do about it and kind of what, what things to kind of look for mm-hmm. when you're stepping into this, you know, I'm out of religion. Now I'm stepping into this. Who am I? What's my connection to God source? Do I even believe in a God source? And then starting to kind of go into, a lot of times we go into the woo-woo world, mm-hmm. which I love the woo-woo world. Oh, it's really fun. And there's a very, very vast degree of woo-woo-ness. Yes, that is very true. Let's go dance yeah. naked in the forest. Which, I mean, it can be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when we start branching out of our norms, it's like we start oh, learning sure. more about who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, defi- it's definitely interesting. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons why, like, coming out, like, when you step out of religion, it was so structured. You do this. You, like... You follow the prophet or you follow whoever it is, like the leader of, you know, whatever religion it is you're leaving. And like that rejection piece of wanting that, you want to go off into like no rules, no boundaries. I get to choose what I want. I get to create my own world, which I think there is a truth in that. But then yeah. it also kind of comes back into like, how does that actually play into a life that's happy and fulfilled? Yeah. Because I think either way, it's like if you're in religion or if you're really into the spiritual aspect of things, it really comes back down to the same as you're wanting to create a life that you love, mm-hmm. to create freedom, to create happiness, to create experiences. Mm-hmm. And at some point, it's like, okay, well, if being told what to do didn't work, now I'm going to try doing whatever I want, as authentic as I want, in the moment. And I mean, I think you've kind of noticed this too, but it's like, I did that. I was like, oh yeah, I get to do what I want. It gets to feel how I want. And it, it didn't really create... It was it was really chaotic. Yeah. Like my life started to explode. Like there were some amazing things that happened. I got to see different parts of myself, but there were other things I'm like, oh my gosh, like my bank account sucks. Man, I keep blowing up relationships. My emotions were all over the place all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was constantly seeking for that next high of, you know, if it was a breakthrough or. Yeah. Well, I feel like this kind of comes into the boundary piece. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think where you're speaking to where there's so much structure within religion of what to do and what not to do that when you step out of it, and I think, I hate that when people talk about, oh, they're the pendulum swing now, they're going to go mm-hmm. off into left field and do whatever. And I mm-hmm. hate that, but there is some truth in varying ways as far as what that looks like. And this is what I feel like you're speaking to is A, it is like, oh, great, I'm going to go experience all these parts of me. But then there's a resistance to boundaries around mm-hmm. it. And actually, boundary with, I would love to tap into and talk about boundaries with spirit. (laughs) Okay, this is such a good one, such a good one that I feel like I have dove deep into because you talk like boundary with spirit or even like boundaries with God, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you're taught in religion, no. One, it's like you you do what God tells you to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we have stories that talk about, you know, depending on which religious text it is, like, you know, Abraham commanded to go kill his son, or, you know, if it's in the um, Book of Mormon, Nephi killing Laban, like you hear these things, it's mm-hmm. like, I need to do whatever God tells me to do, or I'm not going to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal, we don't really know how those stories played out. Again, yeah. those stories were written by somebody, and then they've been translated how many times through how many years? We don't know exactly, but if you listen to the story piece... And this is me talking from my own. Maybe you guys didn't think this kind of thing. But I would read this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, whatever God tells me to do, I am supposed to do. Yeah. 100%. Like, that's just what it is. all of us carry that. (laughs) And But then the question is, is do I know if I'm hearing God or not? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, too. And I think you have to get to the point where you understand what it feels like. So for me personally, I felt like, 
I mean, I remember being little. I'm like, I just want to serve God. Like I'm here to serve God. I was like this little eight year old girl who was like, whatever I'm supposed to do, I'm going to do. And at the time, like in the Mormon religion, you're not supposed to like, you're supposed to keep the Sabbath day holy. Well, I was this like super determined little horseback rider who was like working her butt off to like go to the Olympics. And I got to the point, I was really good, but I got to the point where the competitions were on Sunday. So then my little self was like, well, I have to stop competing now. Literally gave up my dream. And I'm thinking like, okay, I'm just supposed to do what I've said. And so for so long, it was like, I did what I was supposed to do. This is how I'm going to be worthy. This is how I thought I was going to be happy because that's what you were taught. And that whole thing of just like doing whatever God told you, I didn't realize before that me doing whatever God told me was what the church told me to do. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, being totally obedient. So then when I swung, when I was like, okay, not happy, had light having left religion, all of a sudden swinging to the other side. Well, then I was like, a lot of like, I mean, I talk about, I've talked about my leaving the church before I left because I wanted to find God. Mm -hmm. So I was very much like, I had been developing this relationship. Hey, how do I ask questions? How does God talk to me? What does this look like? And I'd had some experiences with that whole thing. So then when I left, I didn't realize, because this is what happens. A lot of times you have, we can call it programming or beliefs or different ways you do things in religion that you think when you leave religion that you left that behind and you don't. Mm -hmm. That is a big, that's a lot of unwinding. It takes a long time sometimes. Yes. And so what I realized is I had took this whole thing because before it was like, oh, I just do what I'm told. So it doesn't really matter what I feel inspired to do if it doesn't fall in line with what the church tells me it's wrong. And I talked about my story before, like, you know, I'd gotten married and I felt like I wasn't supposed to stay. That was the first time I was like listening to my own intuition. Mm -hmm. Well, all of a sudden then I swung over into this world that wasn't a part of religion. Then I was like, well, whatever God tells me I'm going to do, because that's kind of how I was trained and raised and programmed as a child. And now that I wasn't following a church, I had to find something new to follow. And it was, I, there was a point like, well, if I feel inspired to do this, I'm just going to do this. And then I kind of almost felt like I would well, whatever the consequences are, that's not on me because God told me to do this. Mm-hmm. But I realized that I was sitting in groups and a lot of people had the same mentality. Like it wasn't just me. And there was kind of this idea, well, if you feel inspired, you're just supposed to do it. And whatever happens, that that that's not on right. you. But I started to look at these well, you're, results. Like you're a victim <laughs> to God telling you what to do. Oh, and You're just a little vessel. I literally can't. You actually <laughs> don't have free choice, even though in religion we told you you did. You don't. don't. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking that here. Well, now I really don't have, like, I have choice, but I really don't. I have to do what I feel inspired to do. And if I feel like God's telling me to do this, I just have to do it. I literally remember having conversations with some of my friends. I'm like, I feel like I'm in this abusive relationship with God. He tells me to do these things and it's super hard and it sucks. And then I'm like, okay, please, God, give me some more. Like, please, sir, give me some more. Like, <laughs> please, Oliver sir, Twist. Can I have some more? And I just always felt like I was like, well, God's going to tell me to do something and it's going to be hard. And that's just how it is. And then I just started watching, like, what are the results? Mm -hmm. Then I had to like really get clear. It's like, okay, is God telling me this or is it not? Because really when you start to feel getting into having your own inspiration, that is a fine line that I'm still figuring out. I think we always are. Yeah. 
And so I got to the point, I was like, mm, Which no. kind of sucks. Let's just call this out for it just does. a minute. There's it does. some, and I, I feel like I've talked about this lately. This whole arrival, this destination, this home point, whatever of like, oh, yes, I figured this piece out. Like some of these really big things, like the God connection, source connection, mm-hmm. whatever you're receiving, your higher self, I feel like it is constantly shifting and changing because we are. A hundred percent. And you also, depending, and this is my belief, whatever you believe, I think is totally fine. What are we here to do? Are we here? Do we believe that God is here to test us to be obedient or are we here to have experiences? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? If you're just here to have experiences, it could be like, hey, should I go take out this loan to do this? Well, sure. Yeah. If that's what you want. If that's what you want. Hey, well, should I? I, I need to do this. Well, why? Like, really, I had to realize what is it that I'm actually seeking mm-hmm. and is the inspiration I'm getting taking me to there? I had to switch my, because um, before I was like, I'm just being obedient. I had to switch my thinking into what, do, what are the results that I want? Mm-hmm. And is it bringing me that? And having boundary on spirit is where that kind of started to happen. Because really, you can get inspiration for a lot of different things, but it depends on where you're going and why. Yeah. Why do you want that? Like, because I really do think that a lot of it, when you switch your mentality from not trying to just be obedient so you can make get to heaven, which that was kind of how I felt like with my religion that I left. It's like, nope, I just have to be obedient. Mm-hmm. I just have to do the things. I have to prove myself so I can eventually make it to heaven. Well, when you take that away, well, then what is life about? Mm-hmm. Where is it that you're going? Yeah. Because if it's just about experiences, you can have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And you got to get really clear on what's the experiences that you want to have. And then you do have to put boundaries on spirit because, again, whatever you believe, it's like, who are you listening to? And who's talking to you? Mm-hmm. And that can come to a lot of different things. If you're super in the woo-woo, you can think that's other beings, as entities, or even with yourself, depending on how you're programmed, you're going to feel different things based on certain situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. When I... So you're you're someone that has always heard pretty clear. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of us, including myself, that haven't. Yeah. And so that was one of those pieces that as I kind of stepped out of... Like I would get answers, but I wasn't really sure if they were answers when I was religious. But then I would kind of, yep, that was an answer because I would feel it in my body. So I kind of have those things, but I didn't hear mm-hmm. in the way that I, I felt like other people heard. So yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, something something's wrong with me. So then I leave religion. I move more into like, you know, learning about my gifts and spirituality and some different pieces. And I would have different beings that would come in, right? Mm-hmm. Through different sessions. And then you yeah. have different experiences. And then I wanted to learn how to become a psychic. Like, I'm like, I really want to learn how to be a psychic. Mm-hmm. And it was really fascinating because one of the first things that we did is she had me write a letter in a sense to like a letter of acceptance into, she's like, it's almost like you're writing, here's your acceptance letter into Hogwarts kind of a thing. Oh, I kind of like that. And, um, <laughs> But you put in there, I'm opening these gifts. I'm I'm wanting to be online for this. But here are the hours I'm available. Here are the boundary oh, that pieces. Is so huge. Because I actually have had moments as a child, I was always petrified of shadows and of the dark because I could actually feel mm-hmm. darker entities all the time. And in Christianity, especially, oh, yeah. and in really in the world, we are so programmed that the shadow is bad. Get oh. that out. We need to do exorcisms. Yeah. You know, it all sorts of mm-hmm. it's it's connected with the devil, with Satan, and we're also taught to. I mean, let's talk about shut down our gifts too. How many uh-huh. little kids see things or have like their imaginary oh, yeah. best friend? You're like, don't talk about that, right? No, 
Does there something? Yes. That my kids, great example. The nannies would get freaked out because the kid, my kids would see spirits and mm-hmm. it scared the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. So they turned off those gifts because mm-hmm. it's like, it's not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting to go um, through that experience. And I feel like it, it feels pertinent here because when, like what we're talking about, when you want to be available for everything, cause that's a really cool thing. It's like, yes. And if you constantly are and open, it's really important. <laughs> if you're really open to, so I have an agreement with spirit. I mean, mm-hmm. source is a little bit different, but spirits can only come in when I'm during, when I'm in session, unless, unless there's a really fine print here, mm-hmm. unless it's a situation to where they haven't been able to get through to a loved one any other way. Mm-hmm. And that very, very rarely happens. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this kind of dovetails a little bit into when you start like learning, you have these gifts you don't just start reading everybody that you see and start like, oh, oh my man. gosh, I see so and so with you, and your color is this, and I'm noticing this. It's like, holy hell, people! Oh man, let's okay, let's get into that one because I got I got things to say about that one. Little quick on the having the having the boundary on spirit and your spiritual gifts. That's true. When I first got into it, I could see and I could feel. And I could see and I could feel everyone, and it was so overwhelming. I literally got to the point, same as you. I I literally told God, spirit, whatever you want to say, hey. If I'm not, if I can't actually help them and it's not appropriate to help them, I don't want to see it because there's, mm-hmm. there's no Nothing reason. Because yeah. all I did is I walked around and I saw everyone's pain, everyone's trauma. And then it got to the point where I'm living in this world. I'm like, this feels terrible. Mm-hmm. But then too, it's like, here's the deal. Just because you can see something, like if you, let's say you have the gift or you can feel it. Mine's more of like a sense I can feel things. And like, if I can feel someone else's pain, well, I I realized it was like putting boundary on spirit, but I also had to put boundaries on myself. 100%. Because boundaries on myself is just because I can see or feel something on someone else. Some of my greatest learnings and my greatest growth came from my pain being there long enough until I changed it. Mm-hmm. And so I had to start seeing it differently, but it was you like- You need to say that again. Yes. So some of the biggest um, evolution and growth I had is being with my pain and having it stick with me long enough until I decided to change. Till you did. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Anybody could tell you, hey, I see this, but unless you came to an agreement of like mm-hmm. seeing what it was and what was there to see for you and the mm-hmm. gifts, it's not going to leave. It's not going to leave. And the thing is too is, again, talking about the shadow, we're saying that it's so terrible. But what if it's the thing that literally is helping you to become everything that you want? Mm-hmm. It comes in and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so terrible and I can't I can't have this happen mm-hmm. when it's the thing that actually gets you through it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give an example on this one really quick. It's a little different. So I have two cousins, um, both struggled with um, drug addictions. Yeah, One of them, Literally didn't have help. Her family was like, nope, you're going to have to figure this out. She um, was on the street for like three years, lost her kids twice. Twice. She's now very successful. She's gotten her family together. She pulled herself out of it. My other cousin had tons of help. People kept trying to come in like, hey, let's take, here's a fancy rehab. Let's go to here. She struggled over and over and over and over again. Still doesn't have custody of her daughter. Mm. Difference. Mm-hmm. One. That pain literally transformed her into everything that she needed to do to be to the point where she didn't need the drugs anymore. Mm-hmm. Where the other one, everyone kind of kept trying to come in to save, to save, to save. Yeah. Still in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, was the pain bad? Mm-hmm. No, it pulled her out to figure out what was ever causing her to do that. Mm-hmm. So I had to see that with the gifts, realizing like, no, I might see a bunch of pain or whatever. How do I not know that that's exactly what they need? 
Right. I don't get to go play God and say, I can see this, so we're going to change it. And actually, how interesting is it and ironic is it then that we have the Savior archetype that's supposed to save us and take us and move us out of the pain and less of actually moving through it. And mm-hmm. for me, like a very personal, I had bouts of depression where I knew my lowest of lows, like I to just to where you feel like nobody's there. It's dark. It's a shitty, shitty, difficult <laughs> place to be in. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, especially with depression, when you get, there's nobody that can help you in that space. And we do turn to drugs or we try to turn to therapists. But at the end of the day, you are alone with your emotions, Mm -hmm. whatever they are at that time. Mm -hmm. Later on in life, because I knew my lows, I knew where I could go and I got to a point to where I could pull myself out of that freaking dark pit. Later on in a relationship, I saw that place that we were going and that I was going to continue going if I stayed in that relationship. So it ended up being a gift to me later mm-hmm. of knowing what I was capable of and knowing too where this relationship was going. And if I didn't pull myself out, I would never come out. Yeah. And I knew those places so well. It's like, oh, I'm not choosing that. Nope. I I'm going to choose it. something different. Yeah. But it wasn't because I had medicated. It wasn't because I went to some shaman, even though mm-hmm. I'm a shaman, a shaman that said, <laughs> no, they're good. Da, 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 yeah. and told me these things mm-hmm. that they saw. It was because I had those physical, deep cell somatic experiences yep. that then were some of my greatest teachers later on in life of knowing who and what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I think that's, a, it's just really important because I think a lot of times it's like, we're trying to, we come having structure. It's like little kids, right? You mm-hmm. want the rules, you want the boundaries that keeps you safe. Well, once you've had that foundation, you're realizing if it's a religion, it's no longer working for you. When you leave, you're trying to make these rules and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you're saying, it's like, well, then this is how it is. And it has to be this way for everyone. Or this is what it is. And you're trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Especially going back to like having boundaries with spirit. It's like, you have to figure out what are you available for? And what are you not available for? Mm-hmm. What are things that are like open? I wasn't going to share this experience, but I was like interesting to talking about it. Um, So I'm a coach and I work with a lot of women. And one of the things like the personal development world, it's like you can get like these really like culty mentalities where these groups can kind of turn into this like interesting thing. And I was always like, I don't know. Nope. I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be anyone's leader. I don't want to be anyone's guru. But I was also feeling called to get, you know, to this point of like helping people. And I and remember I, I kept thinking about it because that's one thing. If there's a problem, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to dissect it. And I'm like, okay, what do I have this thing? Because I feel like I'm being called to do it. And I was watching, I was on Hulu. What was it called? Under the Banner of Heaven. Okay. Super interesting. I haven't watched it yet. It's super interesting. It's the Lafferty Brothers. Uh-huh. They actually lived around here. Like, right? Crazy. <laughs> right? Like, like a couple of mines yeah, in Utah. And I was watching it. And I was like, okay, where... Because a lot of things that they were talking about, we're just following God. Mm-hmm. We're just following God. This is what God's telling us to do. And I was like, um, they ended up killing people and like going crazy. And you hear those things of people mm-hmm. just saying they're following spirit. Mm-hmm. This is what God said. And I was looking at it. I was like, wait, what is like, what is this? Like, wh- how did they get to this point? Well, one, you have to be very clear about what spirit sounds like what God sounds like to you. And I feel like that's like a fine line. I kept looking at it and looking at it. And this was like the first time I got to the point where I was like, you want to know what? No, I'm not willing to do whatever God said. Up to this point, I would have been the one. If God tells me to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I also realized I was raised that way to say, this is what it looks like. This is what you have to do in order to be an ascended being or to get to heaven or to be a good Mm -hmm. person. And I made that thing. I was like, no, you want to know what? I'm not. 
I will not do anything. I'm not willing to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to go cheat on my partner because something inside of me feels like I should go mm-hmm. do that. It was like, that's a no for me. Yeah. And so, and it was all of a sudden when I created those boundaries for myself, it was like, I felt like I could move again. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, because I believe we're here to experience ourselves at the greatest, highest version. It's the sovereignty. Mm-hmm. It's that sovereignty piece. And that's, I mean, again, we that talk starts about with it. the self. Always starts with, it's all about the self. Like, let's be honest. Anything that we're doing, if it's helping whatever, really always comes oh, yeah. back to you, right? And that's the thing, like my belief, we talked about it, like I think in like the first podcast where- I'll make sure believe, to link. I think we've interviewed, I don't, can't remember how many other podcast episodes we've done, yeah. but I'll make sure and link them down below. It's all good. But I talked about like my belief about is that I feel like Jesus came in to show us what was possible. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a whole idea that he came to save us. Maybe. I don't understand. But for me, it's like he came to show us what was possible. Well, I'm here to experience myself at the greatest level possible. Well, I get to create that. Mm-hmm. What are the boundaries for me? Mm-hmm. What are the rules for me? What am I willing to do and what I'm not willing to do? Well, and then having that awareness that anything that does come through as far as inspiration or you're hearing something is coming through our filters. Yes. And that's the kicker. And it's like, I know a lot of the things that we're talking about, can make your head kind of spin a little and be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to go right now. What does it even mean? How to do it? I'm just going to invite everybody that's listening just (laughs) to take a breath that these are things to consider. Mm -hmm. But that's the kicker is that they are like when I step in, you and I both, we step into client sessions. Mm -hmm. It's always coming through our filter every single time. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's like that gets to be spoken into the space and, you know. A hundred percent too, because it's like it's coming through your filter. And if it's coming through your filter, I think one of the biggest things you have to do is if you're going to step into the point where you're starting to figure out, I do want to listen to God, what God is for me. I do want to listen to spirit. I do want to be inspired and listened Mm -hmm. to. You also get to take a hundred percent accountability for the choices that you make. Yeah, you're not a victim to this. You are the soft, you are the po- person that's making that choice to listen to whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're hearing. And whatever happens with it, you get to take responsibility for that. If it's like, because like, let's be honest, in the spiritual woo-woo world, you see people, I'm supposed to go be with this person, even though I'm married and I have a family, I'm going to mm-hmm. leave my family behind. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if it all blows up and everything's terrible and you've hurt a bunch of people, you don't get to stand on the corner. Well, God told me to, so I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Nope. I didn't do that. Yeah. That that doesn't matter because I listen to spirit. It's like, no, I do. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know me, you know me. I know. You. I very much, I love, I'm like, Hey, cool. I feel like God's telling me to do this. I feel like I get to go here. I even felt at one time, like I got married mm-hmm. and I, 10 months in, I'm like, I don't think this is going to be good for both of us. Cool. You want to know what? I was that person at first, like, well, God told me to, God told me to. And so then finally, that must mean you should stay. So I was like, or God told me to leave. And so it was like, whatever it was, I wanted to blame. I was being like, well, God, it, this is fine. I can do it. Finally, I said, you want to know what? I wanted to have a different life than that way that was going. My soul knew that. And what I felt like God was saying did that. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay if you're mad at me. Mm-hmm. I'm okay if you think that I did wrong. Mm-hmm. For most of the time, and probably even still, my mom's like, I don't think you heard God there. Cool. That was super hurtful for me. Yeah. But I get to take responsibility for whatever it is you're doing. And then I think you need to start looking at, cool, is it working or is it not working? And if it's not working, you don't just get to blame God He's or spirit saying they're taking you in the wrong direction. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 
what are you actually listening to? Mm -hmm. Well, there's two pieces to this. One, when you say, you know, is it working or not working? This is where, so you are a master NLP practitioner and (laughs) coach and teacher and all sorts of things. So Mm -hmm. the way that you see the world is always looking at what are the results that I'm getting? Yep. Because if they're not the results that I want, then there's something internally that I get to shift. So that's what you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to God, whatever it is, the voice that you're hearing, and you're not getting the results you want in life, then maybe you should start asking questions or, or wonder what filter this is coming through. And maybe that's not God you're actually hearing. Mm-hmm. And two, I think that, you know, so it's kind of like that. Well, how do I know if I'm hearing God? Yep. How do I know if it's not my uncle that passed away that's just wanting to play? Or, you know what I mean? Like, Or how do I not know this is my inner child or my subconscious yeah. mind that has this program that's afraid to do this and it's telling me not to? Yeah. 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 And, you know, and this brings up, I think one of the easiest ways to do that is to ask yourself every day, show me the, what the, the voice of God sounds like. Mm-hmm. Like, let me see the difference. Am I hearing God or am I hearing something different? And getting really clear with that question. And I think that would be really unique for each person. Oh, for sure. One of the practices I still do every day is I do inspired action. I'm like, cool, what's the one inspired action I get to do today? Mm-hmm. And I would start just listening to see. I'd like, okay, let's see what it is. And with that one, most of the time it's not very big. Mm-hmm. And it's not really like... Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to do a lot of damage with that, right? Like most of my inspired actions, like, hey, text so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Hey, do this. I started doing that though because I was trying to fine tune what the voice felt like. Yeah. But I would also watch to see what happened that came from the things that I did. So you just said felt like, and this is where I think there's an interesting distinguishing, distinguishing factor. I was like, I can't think of what it Distinguishing factor. I feel like in my experience... And maybe it's because I'm a feeler, but most of us are. When I hear something that is more source energy or my higher self, whatever you want to call it, usually I will feel it throughout my entire body as truth. Mm -hmm. And that I feel like is a slight difference between something that's just spirit coming in because I'll feel that, but it'll be different. Yeah, because I know for me, usually like, and I I think I should be really clear when I hear God talk to me, you guys, it's my own voice. Mm -hmm. Like, it's my own thought. I'm not hearing this outside source that's coming like this. Michelle, go and do this today. If you hear that, I want to talk to you because that's so interesting. That's not how it comes for me. Like yes, let's have a those people, that would be so cool. Same. But when it comes through, it's usually like a thought that comes in. Sounds like my own normal thought, except it's, set, it, it's saying something that's like, hmm. That doesn't like it's it sounds like me, field. but it's but it's a little different. It's uh-huh. like no, that I wouldn't normally think of this, and it's coming in in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like me. Mm-hmm. And for me, you guys, most of the time, I don't get this full body experience. Mine is it's in my chest and it's little. Mm. And a lot of times, I can have inspiration come in, and my whole body say, nope, 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 I don't like this, I don't like this. And there's just a little tiny feeling. It's the whisper of something I've had to really. Feel, where it's like, nope, it's just a solid feeling. Mine's just solid. It's just this grounded, you get to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ugh, okay. Mm-hmm. You guys, there's also times though when something comes in and I'm like, I'm so excited. I love this. And that same feeling inside is like, uh, it's not right. Yeah. So most of the time I don't listen to what I feel um, if it's heightened either mm-hmm. way. And that's just super happy or not. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to the heightened feeling. I get really still and it's this feeling inside of me, but it's little. That's something that you, I mean, I can't even remember how long ago this was. A few years ago. How long mm-hmm. have we known each other now? Anyway. Minute. <laughs> you and I was going through something and you just, and you, one of the things you said to me that stuck to me to this day, I never make decisions from a place of when I'm really in it, when it's chaos, when it feels frantic, when it feels like, 
just scattered and never make decisions from that place. Mm-hmm. It's like it's always- or if it's super exciting because you got I I've made a lot of decisions when I was so pumped up about it that you're like shit. Not $10, that one. Dollars later. No, literally, I'm like, oh, damn it! Like, and I realized the heightened feeling. Anytime it feels even slightly chaotic, mm-hmm. I won't do it. But that, but I. I also know where it's not like, well, I have to feel just peaceful about it. No, I can feel feel, for, feel fearful and have it still feel solid and I'll yeah. still move. Well, a lot of times it feels fearful. Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting right now with a piece of um, possibly going and doing some plant medicine. Mm-hmm. And I, you know me, I'm one that it's like I have to be really deeply called to do it. Yeah. But well, you just don't want to do it any, any old time. I am not that girl. I know the people at deals like, really, you think that's fun? Oh, a lot of people do. You know, they like they like the Which feeling awesome. of it and I get it. And that's fine. But for me, I have to be really, really deeply called. And so it's bringing up this anxiety in me, right? Because it's mm-hmm. there. I see you. I feel you. And it's like the slight distingu- distinguation between am I fearing, feeling fearful or like that anxiety because this is a no for me right now? And mm-hmm. that's my indicator of like, yeah, not right now. Or is it like, yep, you get to do this and holy shit, you're going to go face some shadows. Yeah. You know, and that is a question that I get to sit with and then I'll make a decision and mm-hmm. we'll move forward. But that happens a lot. Oh, absolutely. And I think a lot of this too is, I would say the biggest thing for me coming out of religion into this new space is you kind of get to create the rules. You don't get to create the results. You don't get to say, hey, I'm going to do whatever I want. People have to show up and do it like. Or like that expectation piece. Yeah, you don't get to have an expectation piece, but you kind of get to be like, this is your time to really become the creator, that sovereign being that you want. Because you are creating your results. It's just. Always. But it's not like, hey, I get to, you know. I feel really called to open this program. No one signs up for it. Well, that's on them. They have to come do this for me. Or, hey, I get to just like leave my husband and sleep with five different men. And if you do that, there's no judgment on that. I'm just saying though, but you can't be mad that your family broke up. Yeah. You can't say, well, no, I get to do this and you get to stay. And Uh no, you get to decide what you want to create, Mm -hmm. but you get to be 100% accountable for all of it. Yeah. So you get to be accountable. like So having boundaries on spirit, that's when things really started to shift because things would come in. Hey, you should go do this. Hey, well, what I'm wanting to create is like if it's in business. I did that with relationships too. It was like, oh, let's talk about relationships, okay? So in relationships, like I, again, following different things, I had like inspiration come in. I was like, I got really clear. I want my relationship to, I want a relationship with someone who's like this, 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 and this. Well, part of what that was is I got to clean myself up Mm -hmm. and I got to get ready for that. So when I felt inspired to do certain things, it was, I always had a metric of cool. Was it going to take me here? And when the inspiration said, yeah, it's going to take you to that. I'm like, cool, then I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know. So you, wait, you questioned when you got inspiration? So weird. Oh, you guys question always. You should ask questions. You should 100% ask questions. When it comes in, ask questions. But in order to ask questions, you have to know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Cool. What are you wanting to create in your spiritual life? What are you wanting to create in your business life, your relationship life? Mm -hmm. And if you're wanting to use spirit to help create it or God, which I 100% am like a million times on board with, because you'll get inspiration and things you could never think of on your own. But don't be that person that's taking anything that comes in. You Mm -hmm. guys. There's so many influences, so many voices, your own programming in your mind that can tell you things is when it comes in, ask questions. Cool. Um, sweet. Well, well, what does this mean? When should I do it? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest too. Inspiration comes in. You should open this. Well, I've had it before where I feel like I should do something and I take the first step 
And I stopped asking any questions because I thought I saw the end result. And I started running a mile down the road. It was like, no, I just wanted to take you this step because then we were going to turn right yeah. to go here. And this this brings up a really, really interesting piece that I notice is popping in my world just in conversations that I'm having is, let's talk, um, career seems to be popping up for a lot of people mm-hmm. right now. Okay, I what you know, okay, figured out that this is my vision, but I don't know how to get there. It's like the how, right? It instantly mm-hmm. stops. In fact, I just had another conversation about this last night. And it's always interesting that we our brains, our humanness always goes into that, but how am I gonna get there? Instead of using inspired action mm-hmm. and doing the one step at a time. Because mm-hmm. usually and this is something that I will apply for any of us in your family life, in your relationships, in your career, in all facets of your life, has it turned out exactly the way you thought it would? Every single person would say no. Oh, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. In fact, some of the greatest things that have ever happened to us were things we never predicted or never saw, you know, could see coming. Mm-hmm. So if we do try to take the mile down the road instead of just the one step and then going, okay, now what's the next step? What's mm-hmm. the next step? And doing one step at a time. Mm-hmm. We go to places that we didn't think we could, would have oh, gone. Because here's the deal. Ste- for me personally... And again, if you are still in religion or if you're listening to this and you have people that are leaving, like there's members of my family that are still in the Mormon church. It is so good for them. Mm -hmm. Like so good for them. And for me, the greatest experiences I've ever had was because I left. Yeah. But it's also scarier. It's I feel ha- like it's way it's harder. harder. <laughs> it's I, way harder. Because I just released <laughs> this last anyway. Uh-huh. It was talking about this. Yeah, but I feel like the rewards of what you can get here are profound. What you mm. can experience inside yourself, what you can experience on the spiritual realm, what you can go and create, and who you become, if you're willing to keep walking the steps, is for me. It's I, I could never go back. Yeah, I could absolutely never go back. Absolutely, not. but also realize, I mean, I've been out of religion for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. So weird. I was like, where's the time go? It's been 10 years. So we we're at the same time. That's crazy. No way. It's 2012. That's when I left. <gasps> that's me. Yeah. How did we not put that I don't together? No. Maybe that's... we did. And I just don't remember. That's I don't think crazy. we did. Yeah. So it's been 10 years. So we're talking about things that if you're just leaving religion, this is stuff that we took years to figure out. Mm-hmm. I had the time where I do whatever God told me. I'm like, what? This didn't turn out well. And then I'd be mad at God. Mm-hmm. I tried to be atheist for a whole 30 minutes. <laughs> and then I was like, I got to pray about this because I don't know how to do this one. We've got to figure something out. This, a- this atheism crap's not working. Yeah. And so the fact that you're even listening to a podcast that's giving you tips, I hope we cut like good eight years off of the, <laughs> the cycle. Absolutely. You know? And that's why you listen to stuff like this. So we're telling you about the little things that we've done to get to the point where this spiritual life is so mm-hmm. fulfilling. But if you're right now being like, I don't know, I'm trying to find, hear God and they're telling me this weird thing and I blew up my relationship and my family won't talk to me and I have no money. Like, been there. <laughs> like, yeah. been there. And it's okay. Make sure you have the grace with yourself. It's like, part of your learning though yes because this is the whole thing you're setting boundaries everywhere mm-hmm. you're setting you're learning how to set boundaries with spirit you learn to set boundaries with that inner critic in your head mm-hmm. the one that's so mean telling you you need to have this figured out well they're doing it well yeah we had 10 years of this it's a pretty painful experiences and we're hoping that this is going to make it easier for you moving forward yeah but here's the here here's just the thing, real talk real truth in religion you had a lot of people you could blame if things didn't work out mm-hmm. You had, no, I did it and that didn't work out. That's your fault. Nope, I checked this off, so I'm good because I did the list. Mm -hmm. The blessing, but also the scariest part, is all on you now. Yeah. 
It's all, you have no one to blame. This is why it's harder. This is why it's harder. Cause mm-hmm. most people, it's easier. Well, no, if I didn't get this, well, I did what I was supposed to do. It's fine. Well, no, I'm doing this, this, this. I went to church. I paid my tithing. I did, you know, my calling. I'm going to heaven. It doesn't matter this. You mm-hmm. could blame a lot of other things. Nope. I don't have to think about this because this is what, you know, my church leader told me to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The scariest part was actually having, I have to now listen to God and now whatever happens, this is on me. Yeah. What does it mean? So taking these things and start looking at it, if there's one thing I could tell you that helped me the most that switched over is really what life, really start thinking, what kind of life do you want to create here? Mm -hmm. And even if it's little, you want to know what? I want to start feeling, I just even want to know what it feels like to feel God's love. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, that's a destination. You're going to start listening to inspiration and start listening and figuring out how to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, at that point, it's like, for me, like I'm creating, uh, I'm expanding my business. And I'm like, cool, how does it look like to have God help me do this? Yeah. But I don't get to come in and make a decision in my business. And then when it doesn't work out, well, God told me to do it. So it's fine. No one should be mm-hmm. mad at me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm like, guess what? Cool. I get to go fine tune this. Mm-hmm. I get to see what it looks like here. It's that co-creation piece. Mm-hmm. And when we co-create with a human, a physical being, mm-hmm. like there's all the times it's like, oh, you just popped my stuff. Let's have mm-hmm. this. You know, what is this? Mm-hmm. What gets to be seen? How can we navigate through this? How can we have better communication? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like those are similar things that you apply to listening to God. Oh, 100%. God, spirit, your higher self, whatever it is that you think that voice is. And I will say it's worth it. It's worth it to figure this out. Oh, yeah. Do whatever it takes. Make all the mistakes. Figure it out. Go through the painful things. Go have a fight with God. Go yell at him. Like my relationship with God literally is one of probably one of like the most important things to me. Yeah. Like, like when I think about it, like I could almost cry, like uh, where it's taken me to put the effort into build my relationship with God Mm -hmm. and realizing it's still a relationship. This Mm -hmm. is not you victim to whatever God says Mm -hmm. and to really building that because when you get to that point, all of a sudden it's like the wealth of the world's magic just opens up. You experience yourself at a deeper level. You actually get to start creating at this deeper level and you're learning. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a journey I feel like I'm going to be on for the rest of my life and it's going to evolve and it's going to change. Guys, guess what? You can go yell at God. Like, I used to think that, nope, can't be mad at God. It literally wasn't the day where all of a sudden I was so mad, I just like laid it out there. Mm -hmm. Again, the boundaries and the relationship, you get to create that. This Mm -hmm. is on you to figure out what you want to do, how you want it to be. I keep thinking about different archetypes that we've had in our history. You know, Joan of Arc, Mm -hmm. totally listened to God. She was totally inspired by God and then, you know, was later killed in her whole story. And it's quite inspiring. And you Mm -hmm. listen to different you know, gurus that have been on the planet, especially Jesus, right? So looking at Jesus, do we, Joan of Arc, you know, we don't know a ton about her. We do. I was like, this is so interesting. You're saying Joan of Arc. I just had a conversation on this subject with my mom on her butt. How interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, here's two, let's just take Joan of Arc and Jesus. For some reason, they always come in together to me. And Mm -hmm. and I forgot I had written about it in my book. My friend's like, (laughs) hey, look at this. And she sends me a chapter or this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Where's, Where's that from? She's like, your book, you wrote it. I'm like, oh. I don't remember that. But what the reason why this is coming up for me is here's two people that we have been taught totally heard the voice of God, totally listened, and then had this pretty remarkable life. They were both killed for it. 
But I, especially with Jesus, for me, when I'm tapping into his energy, I believe very strongly he had a, he had a choice there and he knew that he was accountable for everything that he was choosing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Joan of Arc has not tapped into her energy too much. Okay. So this is an interesting thing. I love that you bring it up and it totally had this awareness. So my mom read her biography. I can't remember who, wasn't that C.S. Lewis? I can't remember. I don't know. Whatever it is, it was something that they went in and they studied her life. So Joan of Arc totally heard the voice of God, right? Mm-hmm. Did all these things. Well, her big thing is she's like, the king is these, this, from what, again, you guys, I didn't read this. This is my mom's take on it, but I thought it was a really interesting point. Her life was very similar, prophesied just like Jesus. So Mm -hmm. they have a lot of really similar similar So when she was sitting in the prison before she was killed, she was like, no, the king is an honorable man. I'm fighting for him. It's supposed to be this. But when you actually look at history, he actually wasn't. He was kind of a little bit of a scoundrel, like it wasn't mm-hmm. all these mm-hmm. things. And when he could have go on, come in to save her, he didn't. He left her. Mm-hmm. And so people, I was looking at that. I was like, Wait. interesting. That's an but interesting piece. Is that? I thought this was the most interesting piece, and I love that you brought it up. I was like, um, her up because I was like, I was sitting with it. I was thinking. I was like, wait. And my biggest thing is like, huh? Do I think she heard God? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But did it come through a filter that she thought, I'm doing this because God thinks he's the most amazing man? Or is like, I get to do this because this is what um, is the best thing to happen in history. Mm -hmm. But for her motivation, and again, you guys, we talk about programming. And if you really want to understand how you do behaviors, definitely go look into like subconscious programming and that type of thing. But what if the motivation to do everything that was so hard is she had to believe that he was a man of God because that was what she would fight for. And what if God was willing to let her think that so she would do the thing that was going to change history. Because mm-hmm. I know for me, um, it was about a year and a half ago, um, I had relationships used to be this thing for me, super hard. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. I had this one guy that I was dating. I blew it up. And then I felt like I was trying to fix it again. And I kept getting this inspiration like, no, you need to wait for mm-hmm. your ex. I kept thinking like, no, we're going to get back together. Anytime I tapped into it, like I had this conversation with you, right? I was like, no, I, I keep trying to let it go. And it keeps saying like, nope, you need to wait, wait. You need to wait. You need to wait. Now, and I remember my biggest thing is like, what if God's lying to me? Mm-hmm. What if God's lying to me? Like that was this biggest thing because I was like, everything I do is off of inspiration. Like this is huge. Yeah. What if I now, the thing that I teach that I live my life or what if I don't hear this right? Mm-hmm. And that was my biggest fear. Well, you guys, I spent 13 months holding to this inspiration even after the guy was like no we're not getting back together i'm with someone else and i'm like i feel like a crazy person Mm -hmm. am i still hearing this inspiration right well when it came down to it i ended up with the man that i'm with now i absolutely love him Mm -hmm. but it took me 13 months to prepare for that and the only thing that would have kept me going that long is if i thought i was so attached to my ex that i felt like when the inspiration came into wait my brain made it mean it was going to be this Mm -hmm. guy and in the end it didn't but it still got me there Mm -hmm. i think that's another thing with inspiration is like if you look at joan of arc well what if her brain had to think the king was the most honorable man god was like he's not but this is what's going to happen to take us where we need to go but i'm okay with her thinking that Mm -hmm. i mean could god lie to us Mm -hmm. i think this is why it's that one step like we were Mm -hmm. talking about going back to that thing that we said a little earlier that we don't know what we don't know. And with our narrow, and this is why we want to create with something that's outside of us, that's mm-hmm. higher than us, that can see things from a different level and see into the vastness of mm-hmm. creation instead of just our limited 
our limited sight. Because there's so many other things going on. Like for my personal thing, I literally am so grateful. My biggest fear, did God lie to me? I'm like, no, he told me exactly what I needed to hear to get me to where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. Because not only did it make it so I could have this beautiful relationship, it changed my mentality with my body. Mm -hmm. It changed my mentality with my business. God was trying to give me everything. But if he would have, if I literally look back, I'm like, I don't know if I would have pushed through the pain of what I had to do to get to where I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. If I wasn't so stuck on, he used almost like this flaw that I had that I was so attached to this ex, which makes me laugh. I literally think about it now. I'm like, oh my gosh, like super grateful. But it's like, again, to inspiration following God, it's like you have to be able to not have to hold on to it so tight. Yeah. We want to know, no, you have to tell me exactly what it is. Well, if God would have told me, hey, no, you're going to go through two months of excruciating pain, but you're going to be with someone else. I would have been like, nope, screw this. Screw it. I'm not going to go through the pain. Absolutely Why? Not. And so it's like following the different things. Again, mm -hmm. Joan of Arc, literally, she's, we still talk about her. But if you go read her story, her you would think, did she really hear God? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the way that she took it was different. Yeah. And it yeah. was okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to let yourself, again, you guys, it's figuring it out. Yeah. It's playing. Where and this is it is taking where, you? This is where I have a belief that you can't do it wrong. No. Mm -mm. You know, and it's like that is one of those things, the programming that comes over from Christianity and my yes. and religion. It's mm -hmm. like there's right, there's wrong. You know, choose the right, choose the right, choose the right. It's like, well, actually, what if we can't do it wrong? What if it is just experience? And it's like, okay, well, that was fun to go and listen to everything that God said. And now mm -hmm. my whole life has imploded. Be okay with that. It's like, okay, cool. You learned something. Mm -hmm. Like letting it go. Again, that programming that comes from religion, it's like, no, this is the way. Yeah. You do this, you do this, you do this, then you go to heaven and it's going to be fine. It's like all laid out for you. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. People will say, well, what do you know? I'm like, I don't. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Well, I was like, I don't like, they're like, well, who do you think God is? I, I was still to this day, I don't really know. Right. To me, thinking he's like a daddy in the sky is still the most comforting thing <laughs> to me. Like, and I joke about that. Do I actually think that's what it is? No. Right. But I also know that my brain can't comprehend exactly what it is. But I have enough of a relationship that I don't have to know. Yeah. Because my biggest thing is like, I thought that I knew in the Mormon religion. Mm -hmm. I thought I knew. Right. Nope, this is how it is. Right. But because I thought that I knew, I was so pigeonholed, I couldn't see anything outside mm -hmm. of that. Until you did? Until I did. Yeah. But like, give yourself grace. Go yeah. figure it out. Go, go make a bunch of messes when you're listening to God. Mm -hmm. But I will say, out the gate, I mean, you don't have to do this, but be willing to take 100% accountability. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to take 100% accountability and you can't blame anybody else for your decision, you're going to think about it. Yeah. You're more prone to being like, mm, mm. do I really want to go blow this up? Am I really okay that I don't get to blame spirit for this? Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of things where people like, I can't work. God tells me not to work. Cool. Then also take accountability. You might not have no, you might have no money. No, but like be okay with that and say, I'm choosing into this experience because I want to see where it's going to take me. Yeah. And this feels where I'm going to go. And it's like, okay, mm -hmm. then let's just then do it and do and be okay. Is like, Hey, that God can tell you one thing today mm -hmm. and tomorrow it might be different. Maybe today. No, mm -hmm. tomorrow's like, yeah, get up and go to work. I want to circle back on yeah. that, that piece where it's like, when we were talking about the filters that God comes through, especially if, you know, it's like, well, what if that's my five-year-old self that tells me I'm not worthy of anything? Mm -hmm. So then God, the voice of God that comes through is continuing saying, yeah, well, you need to stop working. And no, you're not worthy of it. You need to go find another partner. Like a lot of self-sabotage oh. could happen. So it's like to your point of what are the results you're getting when you are listening mm -hmm. and are they getting you what you're wanting and closer to where you're wanting to go or further away? 
Because if they're getting you further away and they're blowing up your life, then maybe there's a program, Mm -hmm. some sort of a limiting belief that's underneath there that's creating a filter so that when you're hearing the voice of God, source, whatever, it's actually through a program or a filter that you have running. And it's easy to clear it. That's the biggest thing. Kind of talking about like a quick background on like what it means. You you got what these filters or program means. Your brain's a computer. Mm -hmm. It's literally programmed just like a computer. Most of your programming happens between the ages of zero and eight. So literally what it means is you, these little kids are a sponge. You watch to see what happens. You're like, okay, this is how the world works. That's why a lot of times people who grow up super poor are like, oh, everyone's poor. Or right. people who are rich are like, no, money comes from everywhere. It's not because it's true either way. It's just what you decide to take. So when you have a program that's coming in, if you believe, oh, you have to do everything that God says, or you're not worthy, which is funny. Everyone has that. Oh, one. yeah. Everyone has that one. What happens I'm is- I'm unlovable. I'm unworthy. Yep. What are some of the other big core ones that most people- Those are the two that I see the most Yeah, often. it's like not worthy, not good enough, unlovable. Unlovable. Which is basically kind of all the same thing. It's yeah. not being enough. Yeah. Um. So what happens is your brain is neutral. Mm-hmm. It's not like your brain's not moral. Your brain's not trying to figure out what's good, what's wrong. It literally takes whatever it's programmed. It's literally like saying like your phone has feelings mm-hmm. and it's deciding. No, mm-hmm. your pro, your phone will literally do whatever it's programmed to do. And to say someone to say like, well, my phone's sabotaging me. It's like, no, your phone changed the program. Your brain is more powerful than um, a computer. And so when these programs happen, one of the things it does is like, if you feel like you're unworthy, your mind will literally go show you the situations or go create the situations to do that. To prove that you're right. To prove that you're right. So mm-hmm. let's say you believe that... Um, I'm going to say money because this is an easy one. Let's say you grew up, your dad invested his money, he lost it. So you have this belief that if you go invest money, you're going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Well, your brain literally is looking for those experiences to show it. So you're going to feel a massive pull to something. Your conscious mind, which is what you're aware with, subconscious means it's below consciousness. Mm-hmm. You're not aware of it. You'll feel these pulls to go do something. And then when it blows up, you're like, what? What mm-hmm. happened? But your brain is like, look. We made you true. You're not we, crazy. We did our job. We did our job. And it's just because there's a programming. That's why when you understand how your brain works, this is the same thing in relationships, right? Why you feel pulled to this, like, you Trauma, know how- d- dysfunction. Well, yeah, and you'll watch someone who literally abuse. dates the same person, right? Different face yeah. every single time. Yeah. It's because their unconscious mind, like, I'm oh my gosh, I love them so much. It's like, no, your brain's saying, hey, that person's going to show you're unlovable because that's what you believe. You're yeah. welcome. Mm-hmm. It proved you right. It just proves you right. You so didn't you- know that you're carrying this, but your results are showing your outer world is actually showing this. Mm-hmm. And this leads into um, you and your business partner, Amanda, mm-hmm. have an upcoming training because you guys oh, teach. Oh, yes, we do. Yeah, will you speak to that? Because we might <laughs> yeah. as well. And I have learned a shit ton from both of you yeah. and you're an amazing teacher. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'm a master NLP practitioner. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming. The best way they it can describe it, it's... Um, brain reprogramming, going in and programming your brain the way that a computer is, and and bringing to light those those mm-hmm. programs, and that right there is like, oh my gosh, it your world shifts when you start seeing all these oh, things. You're like, I didn't even know that was there. What is this? Yeah. So basically, this is a if you, this is something that you want to do for yourself, or specifically if you want to go in and help other people, it's literally going in and figuring out how does your brain work, mm-hmm. how do the programs in your brain work, and how do you reprogram them so you can actually start having different results. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, ninety-five uh, percent of what's going on is subconscious, which means you're not aware of it. Yeah, and most of your behaviors are running off of these subconscious programs that are happening between the ages of zero and eight. Mm-hmm. That's why when people leave religion and 
they're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, they were programmed from a young age. This is how the world works. So they take those same programs, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to listen to God. Okay, cool. Well, you just have to listen to God here and you're not in religion anymore. And so Mm -hmm. now it's like, wait, how, what do I do now? And so basically we go in, we teach you how your brain works, how your emotions work, why you feel the way that you feel, why you're pulled to things and more importantly, how to break it. Yeah. Because it, I think the biggest and it's thing. so fast. That's it, what's so cool. That's the thing that I love and I wish I can like shout it from the rooftops is you guys, and this might make some of you angry. It made me angry when I finally figured this out. And it actually is one thing that my clients tell me all the same time. Healing is not hard mm-hmm. and it's fast. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that what you've gone through isn't valid. And it doesn't mean you're not going to still feel things. But when you're ready to change, your brain can change instantaneously. Because mm-hmm. if your brain is more powerful than a computer, which there's, go look up the studies. It says that it is. How, f- how fast can you uninstall an app on your phone? Mm-hmm. Super fast. And how easy is it? Mm-hmm. And how easy is you it? You just to- need to know how to do it. L- literally, it's dot. Yeah, you just have to know how to do it. When you're changing beliefs, like not being worthy, not being mm-hmm. enough, I've seen it time and time again. It's within five minutes. Yeah. Maybe eight to 10. Yeah. You get it and you can change it because you're re-changing the way that your brain works. Yeah. And so these programs, when you're coming in, it's like really being aware of how are you wanting this new world to go? And are your natural behaviors and the way that you're showing up supporting it? And if it's not, that's a program in your brain. Mm-hmm. It's so, a program in your brain. Yeah. And you have to just switch it and change it. Yeah, and I would say any like any training that I've ever done, first and foremost, has been for me. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing. That's what I love about anything, any modality that I've learned, any training that I've that I've done. Yes, I use it in my practice, but I first and foremost, it was for me. We practice mm-hmm. what we preach. So if you are listening and you are someone that's like, oh, I don't know, I want to learn more, but I don't know where to go. Amanda and Michelle's class is probably like, that's a great step because you, you guys actually give, is it three different certificates by the time mm-hmm. they're done? Yep. An energy healing mm-hmm. and NLP practitioner. And what's the third? Um, you get that. So it's energy healing and a coaching and certificate. A coach. mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. it's freaking brilliant. It's yeah. amazing. And you two are phenomenal teachers. So this first, cause it's a three part Mm-hmm. It's like not, is it nine months long? Um, it's about six. Right. About six? Yeah. And the first class. Just because you get to integrate and you get to practice. <laughs> yeah. Well, most trainings are like that yeah. and they should be. But you're this this next upcoming, I mean, it's coming up here pretty quick. Yeah. End of October. It's the 25th through the 28th. Perfect. So I, most dates. <laughs> I will link your website down below because cool. it's, what is it? Sophrenic, sophreniccollective.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. What's the forward slash? Oh, the easy one is you could the soco.org soco.com yeah or the other one's org. too long okay <laughs> i will make sure and link it down below um but yeah that just i gotta like plug that a little bit because it's brilliant i was like training. thanks i didn't even think we we're gonna talk about that i mean i get on talk about spirit stuff because it's like my favorite i know and you're my good friend so i'm yeah. like we need to talk about this thank on you so thanks yeah. for thanks for coming on no this was really fun and hopefully i mean i really hope that guys if you're in the middle of it you have no clue if God talks to you or if God is talking to you and you feel like you're in an abusive relationship. Like. <laughs> boundaries. Start boundaries. asking more questions mm-hmm. and then inspired action. Yeah. Yeah. And you could have boundaries with it. You like, like you guys, you are creating your life now. Mm-hmm. This is, you are now stepping into the driver's seat. You are co-creating with spirit, but you get to have boundaries. Yeah. You get to decide what this gets to look like. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. You're not a bad person if you're saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Why? Because I'm not willing to cheat on my husband. Yeah. I'm not willing to do this shady thing, even though I feel inspired to do this. Like, no, these are these are my values. This is my that's integrity. Yeah. And this is a boundary. And yeah. it's okay to do that. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think that's something that the reason why I want to talk about this is because I don't, it's not talked about. No, most people think you can't have boundaries with God. They're like, absolutely. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It actually makes your life really amazing. Yeah. 
And you actually start to have like, you actually feel like you're actually driving your car instead of like being this whirlwind of like mm-hmm. spiritual craziness. Well, hello, what's the song? Let God take the wheel. And there's truth in some of that sometimes, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's like, no, you're driving still. Mm-hmm. You're still driving. Mm-hmm. And usually if God take the wheel, it's stuff you shouldn't have your hands on anyways. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like when they're like, or Jesus, God, Jesus, Jesus, oh, take, yeah, the Jesus, Jesus take, take the wheel. wheel. Like usually when it's words. Jesus take the wheel, it's like, you're like, hey, I'm going to let my mom go. Or I'm not going to try to control my husband. or I'm not going to try to control my kid. Right. You should never have your hand on that wheel anyway. Right. <laughs> so it's like good awareness that you were doing that. Now let's go. Let go. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, I, usually when I hear those things, which I love that, it's like, I just let Jesus handle it. I'm like, oh, your child that you can't control and manipulate. Yeah. You should have never been trying to do that. <laughs> first place that's a good place to let them go oh my goodness yeah well thank you thank you yes i love you dearly love you wasn't that a fantastic conversation i really really enjoyed it and as michelle was mentioning they have a beautiful training coming up head over to their website the soco s-o-c-o dot org not dot com it's the soco.org to get more information about what Michelle does, what Amanda and her both do together and their upcoming training that really, truly is beautiful. They have both been really beautiful friends to me, but also amazing teachers. And there have been things that I have learned that have impacted my life greatly, like life-changing things. So if you're in that place and you're debating about this, head over to their website, go check out their recent, their upcoming training that's coming up. I think it's like less than two weeks now and get some more information there. And if you are looking for more tools to assist you in winding out of religion, you guys, it is a process. So be patient with yourself. Give yourself grace. Understand that it's you're unwinding years and years of programming, years and years of beliefs that you've had. And it's natural and normal for it to take some time. Some people go quicker than others, and it doesn't. Your process is your process. So if you're looking for more ways to assist you, head to Amazon, go pick up my latest book, Leaving Religion and Those We Leave Behind. If you search that in Amazon, um, I think too, if you just searched my name, Amanda Joy Loveland, it also comes up. I will link it down below as well. But the guidebook that I wrote really is a guidebook. There are exercises that you do in the book that you actually get to write in. You go through different somatic experiences that just with what I'm cueing you into in the book. And it's really powerful. It's a, it's actually quite a simple book, but it's really impactful. Also, I have my guided meditations that are kind of turned into a course. There's four different modules that take you through somatic experiences to really unwind the energetics of the binding, the covenants, the things that you've made within that religion that may be impeding your views. It may be filtering how you are seeing the world, how you're communicating with God, your intuition, your higher self, all of those pieces. Oftentimes what I find with my clients is there's a little bit of resonance and a little bit of energetic blocking that needs to be cleared. So I recorded these meditations so you could do them on your own. They're powerful. They really are life-changing. I highly recommend them. Head to my website, amandajoyloveland.com forward slash leaving religion tools. And last but not least, if you are feeling called to share tools that you have learned that have been really impactful in your life, or even just sharing your story out of religion from a place of non-judgment and non-attacking, please reach out to me. You can go to my Instagram, amandajoyloveland. It's amanda.joy.loveland and message me there 
or go to my website, hit the podcast tab, and you'll see that there's a form about halfway down the page to apply to be on my podcast. As I, as you already listened, I'm ramping it back up. I'm really excited to have some amazing guests and would love if you feel are feeling the call to be on this episode or on an episode, then reach out. And as always, know that you're not alone. This is why I'm doing this podcast is just to remind us all that we are in this together. We are more, when we're united, when we're more heart-centered and heart-led, man, can we make a difference and an impact in the world. So know that you're not alone. We're here. I'm here. And I hope today you are having a beautiful day and you can see the beauty in all things in life. Sending you all so much love.